You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Thank you for that, and welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports. I am your humble host, Rick Tittle, coming to you from the downtown San Francisco, California studios of the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Great to have you with us, wherever you might happen to be joining us, and uh, not just joining us via listening, but you can also come in as well. And uh, have your sporting question, comment, or concern addressed by me and the entire nation. That's right. The nation of Luxembourg. No, the, uh, the United States, the U.S. nation, as the late great Bismarck Key once said. So come on in and get some. Get some, girl, at 1-800-878-PLAY. Once again, 1-800-878-7529. Come on in and get heard. All right, we are also proud and privileged to be on the American Forces Radio Network worldwide. 500 outlets, 177 countries, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, Space Force, Delta Force. If you are in our military, I'm on your side. You're doing a great job. Stay safe. Come home soon. Keep up the good work. We stream through our website, sportsbyline.com go there click listen live any emails you want to send to me send those to rick at sportsbyline.com also on your phone you can listen to us tune in app my heart radio app stitcher app the sports byline app doesn't exist but those other three are pretty good also you can listen to us on your tv set too the second audio program on hbo west now uh, CRN Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network channel 2 on your cable provider uh, that way as well. Social media-wise, if you're in junior high, we have Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. That's the Facebook page, the fan page. So many fans, so beloved. And uh, the Twitter is at uh, Rick Tittle. So we'll talk some sports and we'll come on back.
Angie's List is now Angie. Summer is the perfect time to book your next home project. From lawn care to a new patio, Angie makes it simple to connect with pros who can get the job done right. See reviews, upfront pricing, and instantly book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price, plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com, and for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? going through a divorce. Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-306-1760. 800-306-1760. 800-306-1760. 800-306-1760. That's 800-306-1760. Microband 24 protects against Staphylococcus aureus and Enterobacter aerogenes bacteria, but does not provide 24-hour protection against viruses. Every time you touch a surface, you leave behind bacteria. Use Microband 24 sanitizing spray to keep surfaces sanitized all day. Spray on hard surfaces to kill 99.9% of bacteria and viruses initially, including the virus that causes COVID-19. Microband 24 keeps killing bacteria for 24 hours, touch after touch. When used as directed, Microband 24, touch after touch, it doesn't give up. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome, he's a genius. All right, uh, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show, Rick Tittle with you. We'll have actress Jennifer Jarrett coming up in the next segment, but the lines are available right now at 1-800-878-PLAY. Let's go out to Oakland, and we have Chris. How's it going, Chris? Hey, Rick, thanks so much for uh, taking my call. Uh, it was a disastrous weekend for our, our Oakland A's. But I want to talk Olympics, man. Uh, you know, I, I love how you, did, you, know, you could talk 37 different sports, and uh, 
you know, sound very intelligent about it. But um, real excited about uh, U.S. starting off. I mean, we look, you know, and all, you know, stuff the U.S. is good at, right? Swimming, you know, track and field, you know, other stuff. Um, but, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're getting these medals in, like, shooting and stuff, right? And so, you know, I'm not the political, right? We're not Second Amendment guys, but, uh, you know, the fact that we're getting these medals doing that is great. Um, I don't know. What, what's your take on, um, you know, the U.S. women's soccer team, their kind of protests, and, um, you know, how you think the Olympics are going so far? I didn't hear about, what did, I didn't hear about the protests. What happened? Well, I mean, you know, the U.S. women, they took a knee and they lost, uh, you know, to Sweden 3 nothing. You know, and unfortunately, you know, God damn it, in this, uh, this, this, uh, you know, climate, you know, half the country is against U.S. women's soccer team because they're, you know. Oh, you mean the to- the knee? Yeah, that that's actually something that's been going on in soccer worldwide. <clears throat> that's, um, you know, happened at the Euros. That happened in the Pram and Serie A and La Liga and the Bundesliga. That's something that every soccer team does now. If if people are paying attention to soccer, but the thing about the U.S. women that uh, that's our full. You know, World Cup team. It's different than the men's tournament. The men's tournament is a youth tournament, so you have to be under 23 years old except for, for three guys. And, yeah, hell hath no fury like the opponent that the USA was going to face after that loss because they played New Zealand right. and they beat them 6-1 to one or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. Right. No, and, you know, and these are a lot of these sports are stuff we're never going to watch, you know, except for, you know, I, I got up this morning early and started watching the sevens tournament, rugby tournament between, uh, you know, South Korea and Australia, and Australia kicked the, you know, what out of them, but... I mean, this is, I mean, I love Olympics. It's great, you know, great sport and stuff like that. It just, you know, but I think for the U.S., it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big, you know, obviously I'm an American, and I'm a big U.S. guy and want to see us win every medal we can. Um, you know, the political ramifications of, you know, hey, you know, is China coming up? Is Russia, the, whatever, or the Russian, whatever the Russian team is called, you know, are they coming up? You know, it's good to see. And, um, you know, when you have women's gymnastics, stuff that, you know, U.S. is supposed to be good at, you know, and they had a couple um, – Oh, they had some minor hiccups uh, earlier today, and I guess they're, they're going back tomorrow, and there was some other, some other stuff happening. So it's just it's a good time to be an American, good time to be a sports fan. Um, you know, people are protesting the Olympics. That they shouldn't happen. I think they should, you know, obviously this is a crazy world right now, but, you know, every time you have the Olympics, it's great. Um, I don't know if the U.S. should boycott next, uh, I guess the Winter Olympics next year in Beijing, and I've been to Beijing before, um, you know, because of the stuff going on with, you know, some of their minority groups in China. Um, mm-hmm. I'm never in favor of boycotting. Stuff. You know, being born in 72, I don't really remember the 76 Olympics. I really remember the 80 Olympics. Um, you know, I saw the Miracle on Ice and stuff like that as an eight-year-old kid. Um, you know, so it's just good stuff, and, you know, I, I really enjoy the Olympics. And, again, with the A's just having a disastrous weekend, um, you know, just focus our attention on being American. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm never for you know, boycotting sports, and, you know, Jimmy Carter said that was the worst thing he ever did, um, you know, <laughs> ironically. Carter, not to throw my political leggings out there, but Jimmy Carter had a few other challenges as well, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, it, it's funny because uh, the irony is is because the Soviets were in Afghanistan, you know, which is exactly what we did 30 years later. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, these are just athletes. And, you know, I had years ago, I had Edwin Moses on the show, and, and he would have literally wow. walked to a gold medal wow. uh, at Moscow, and he had to wait, you know. And, of course, the Soviets boycotted. But, uh, look, I know that happens a lot uh, in America, what your voters do in your state. I mean, it happened to the in Georgia. It happened in Arizona. It happened in the Carolinas. 
sometimes what you do politically now, uh, the sporting leagues, in order to save face, they will go ahead and, uh, you know, pretend um, that they care when I don't, I don't really think that they do. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was a pretty historic uh, weekend for USA Swimming. And um, that for me, the Olympics don't really get going uh, until the uh, the gymnastics uh, start, you know. But I think it's interesting. There's two 13-year-olds that won medals in, uh, right. in skateboarding. Skateboarding, right. You had the first ever gold medal for the Philippines in the history of that country today for a weightlifter, and they've been in the Olympics since 1924. I mean, think about how long they've waited for a gold medal. Well, I mean, you know, again, you know, we're all Americans, but we all came from somewhere else. So my two countries are Lebanon, Syria, and Ireland, two countries that just don't have <laughs> Olympic history. And I was, I was looking up that stuff, and they don't, you know, they don't have anything either. I didn't know about the Philippines thing, but I, I think it's amazing about skateboarding and how skateboarding has become, you know, from, you know, growing up as a you know, white kid in the Oakland Hills, Hey, I was skating. Now everybody's skating, you know. And the guy that won the, I guess the uh, silver medal for the U.S. is, you know, uh, you know the main guy that was supposed to be there is from Davis, and he, um, I guess he's a, a mixed kid. Um, you know, it was awesome to see that. So skateboarding is awesome. The fact that's a, uh, uh, an Olympic sport right now is, is crazy, and um, you know, we'll see. All right, hey Chris, thanks for the call, man. Rick, as always, man. Uh, let's <laughs> hope the A's can turn it around against San Diego, but a disastrous weekend. You know, two uh, two uh, you know walk off games by throwing wild pitches. And then yesterday was just a mess. So anyway, we'll see if we can get it together. So all right, thanks, thanks for the call, Chris. I appreciate it. You know, thinking of the A's yesterday, and and you know, before the season, I was talking to people about like as much as I love Matt Chapman, you can't call him a superstar. You can't call him a cornerstone. You can't call him really anything outside of a pretty good defensive third baseman. And he, once again, is just, I mean, what is he batting, like 212? He, he's trying so hard. He leads the American League in strikeouts. He's horrible. He's an automatic out, basically. And so I was just bored, and so I put out a poll last night, and I didn't know what I was going to get because I put it out after 10 o'clock at night. So I thought most people would probably be asleep. But these things last 24 hours, and I just wrote, Chapman leads the league in Ks. His average has been going down four years in a row. You can't have a defense-only third baseman, as that's an RBI position. Your thoughts? So I gave three choices. Trade him now, keep him, no trade value, or keep him, he's a stud. As I look at it right now, I have 362 votes and uh, the keep hims are about the same. Keep him no trade value, 35%. Keep him, he's a stud, 37%. Trade him now coming in at 28%. The trade him now thing would be you can still get something for him, I think. I don't think he has zero trade value, but it's plummeting. And if you hold on to him for another year, he could have zero trade value. He's also a Boris client. And you think about um, two years ago, coming off that platinum glove, even though he hit like 235, he still had like 30-plus home runs. And you'd think, uh, you know, the A's were thinking about signing him, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're not giving you any hometown discount. (laughs) Well, look, I'm not for, I'm not saying that uh, the A's need to trade Matt Chapman. I'm just interested in where we are. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, is he stinks. And somebody wrote back to me, he goes, well, Brooks Robinson was defense only. 
Uh, Brooks can hit a little bit, but you're talking about one of the great Oriole teams in its history. Look, if we had mashers everywhere, I could totally live with him batting eight and hitting 212. I would be fine with it. Seriously. He'd be the Walt Weiss. But that's a power position. Third base, that's a masher. You know, and that'll only work if you're getting great production out of other spots. Like the Giants could live with that sometimes because they had Jeff Kent at second base who was hitting a million home runs, and he was the MVP. If you have a second baseman who's hitting in RBIs, some, I mean, it has to uh, trade off a little bit. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we'll come on back on Byron. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855 325 1780. 855 325 1780. That's 855 325 1780. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out of pocket cost. Mary, a former non customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 
That's 800-410-4771. It doesn't really matter. I I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. Uh, all right. Thank you for that. And welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show actress Jennifer Jarrett. She is in a movie that is out now. Uh, just came out a couple weeks ago on Amazon Prime. It's called Double Blind. Not every conspiracy is a theory. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about this uh, movie and the plot, please. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. It is lovely to be joining you this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit about the movie. Uh, seems kind of timely now with how things have gone in the world, but it's a movie about um, a duo of, I don't really want to call them special agents, but... Um, kind of secret agents who uncover, they're trying to uncover what has gone on. A high executive has been killed in a pharmaceutical company, and it's a kind of whodunit uh, film noir spy thriller. We wanted to meld sort of a couple different genres together, spy thriller, but told in a much more sort of intimate feel. So tell us about your character. Are, are we talking femme fatale, scientist, agent, gunplay? What's going on? Um, no, the character, she is actually a bit more kind of very closed off, doesn't want to let anyone in, uh, you know, lots of, lots of daddy issues, if you will. <laughs> and throughout the film, kind of, finds more of her vulnerability and opens up a bit more just throughout the process. So it was a lot of fun to kind of help share her story and unfold that. So when when you get a script like that and it comes in, or is this something that your agent presents to you, um, how much of it then do you go back and say, listen, I'm a good soldier, I'll do exactly what you say? Or do you, are you at the point in your career when you could say, I think this character might do this or that? Is it collaborative or is it pretty much just uh, one way? Well, so the, the beautiful thing about this film was that it actually is something that um, I assisted in the writing and producing. So I was, you know, with it from day one of what's the story that we want to tell, you know, going through all of the rewrites and kind of who who are these characters. So it was 
I was lucky enough to, you know, get to have a hand in in guiding the kind of character that I was that I was interested in doing, and so I wanted it to be kind of something that was fun and different and challenging. I myself am not a <laughs> secret agent in real life, um, <laughs> and so it was it was really really one of the things that's always intrigued me about acting was being able to take on the role of someone that has a little bit of similarities to me in some way, but is also so different. I got to learn how to, how to, you know, clear a room, how to hold a gun. Uh, and that, that was just such a fun, fun experience for me. So is that the kind of thing, are you type of actress, is it like a, a light switch, you know, where you're this character and now you're Jennifer, or do you kind of, you know, try to stay in character as much as possible? I think it's dependent. For something like this, I like to stay in character a bit more. If I'm doing a comedy or something a bit more lighthearted, I find it easier to go in and out. I think because I myself tend to be more just comedic by nature. Um, but for something that is a bit deeper, maybe a bit darker, I find it helpful to sort of stay in that moment, stay in that feel without going too far down the path. A couple more questions for Jennifer Jarrett, the new film Double Blind. As I mentioned on Amazon Prime and, and you know, during the last year and a half with the pandemic, so many films were shelved, stayed in the can, didn't get through post, or when they did, maybe they would find a Zoom film festival, and it was hard to get eyeballs on a lot of these things. But uh, to get on Amazon, I mean, that's uh, that's a coup for this film, isn't it? Yeah, it was, you know, I think it was really all a matter of timing. We were lucky enough to, you know, have shot before the pandemic, finished editing, and it just kind of lined up all perfectly in order to be released. And I think something that's been challenging in the film industry is, you know, shows being in the middle of filming a season and having to be shut down or films just getting ready to go and then having to be pulled back either for financial reasons, health reasons. And so we were just absolutely blessed with, the position that we were in kind of going into the pandemic, which seems like a strange thing to say, but and in terms of the film, it really was just perfect timing that we were ready to go. So personally during the pandemic, did you learn Romanian or how to play the oboe? How did you get up? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Well, so for I kind of had those first few weeks where I thought, okay, this is only going to be a few weeks. Mm -hmm. I think I can handle it. Then I thought, no, I can't. Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm going to go crazy. And then I started working on writing and developing characters. And I, I actually found myself in this place where, which I think so many of us did, you know, we were we were trapped in our homes for quite some time. And it was sort of this, you know, reevaluating process of I I started organizing. So <laughs> I started organizing my house and it it you know occurred to me just the things that we have and and who are the people that 
that own these things? What's the kind of person that owns these things? What's the kind of person that owns these things? Who are these characters? Why do we feel beholden to these physical possessions? And so I, I didn't learn Romanian, but I actually started doing some home organizing, which has been just fascinating for me as an actress to be interacting with so many different people and so many different environments. And it is just giving me the most enriched stories to kind of come back and sit down and work on writing and think about producing and the kind of characters that, you know, I'm most interested in playing next. Very cool. Last question for you as an actress, where are you between the extremes of, you know, when you see yourself on, you turn yourself on on Amazon, you cringe and you can't look and yell, turn it <laughs> off, or your nose is pressed to the screen because you're so excited you're on TV. <laughs> I think it's definitely a combination. I mean, there's always that, that thrill of having accomplished something and worked on a project and seeing it through and seeing that on the screen, seeing your name on the screen is it's always, you know, there's a bit of excitement to it. I do try to, I've done a bit of editing, and as a producer, I kind of have to try to remind the actress portion of myself to disconnect and that where, you know, judging, oh, why would you make that face? That looks so silly. You know, I have to disconnect and go into producer mode or writer mode or editor mode and say, no, it, it looks good and it serves the story best. So, you know, cool your jets. It looks fine. <laughs> there she is, Jennifer Jarrett, a big part of the movie Double Blind. Not every conspiracy is a theory. It is available right now on Amazon Prime. Once again, Double Blind. Jennifer, congratulations on the film and thanks for coming by. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. All right, everybody. Uh, Jennifer Jarrett. And, um, <clears throat> I don't know about you, but sometimes, like, especially on uh, Fridays when I'm talking to Jen Wall and, and I have a recommendation, uh, which I did last week, is a film called Quien Le Cantara, which means Who Will Sing to Me. It was a really, really creepy movie from Spain. Once again, Quien Te Cantara. Um, I actually that time looked up and found out that it was Netflix because I always go, it's on one of those two. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's funny, like Greg Fitzsimmons, the comedian who's been in here all the time, he did something once on Comedy Central, and then they dropped it, and then Netflix picked it up, and then they dropped it, and then Amazon picked it up, and then uh, I think it's still there, and he doesn't get a dime from it. Isn't that weird? But yeah, like the Andy Dick show, if your name is in the show, you get a piece of it forever. So that's the thing. Try to name the show after yourself or uh, if you're going to be getting into TV. I think that was the gist of this interview. I don't know. All right. Um, we do have uh, Chandler Smith coming up on the other side. U.S. Army captain and CrossFit star. Come on back on by.
Staples Connect has everything you need for back to school at amazing prices. Right now, the TI-84 Plus CE Graphing Calculator is just $99.99. You save $55, our lowest price of the season. With savings like that, your student won't just be ready for school. They'll be first day of school pop quiz ready. It's showtime. Visit your local Staples store or staples.com slash back to school today and get more than ready for back to school with amazing prices for everything on your list. Ends 8 one limit two per customer in store only. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Angie's List is now Angie. Summer is the perfect time to book your next home project. From lawn care to a new patio, Angie makes it simple to connect with pros who can get the job done right. See reviews, upfront pricing, and instantly book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com, and for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right, whatever works. Thank you for that. And welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces 
Radio Network. Speaking of that, we have a retired United States Army captain and CrossFit star joining us now, Chandler Smith, and we're here talking about the CrossFit Games, and the individual finals will be aired live on CBS this Sunday, 2 to 4 Eastern Time. Chandler, uh, welcome to the show. Did did you kind of find out that you were a uh, a CrossFit star like through the the PT you had at boot, or were you a, a like a stud athlete way before the Army? Hey, Rick, uh, thanks for having me. Um, I would not say that I was a stud athlete or anything even particularly special for a uh, for a long time. It took a lot of consistency to even become remotely good. Um, at West Point, uh, most of the wrestlers on the fitness team were scoring better than, or on the uh, on the wrestling team were scoring better than me on the Army physical fitness test and things like that. So I knew I was uh, stronger than most folks and faster than most, but I didn't know that combination meant that I was good at a third unrelated thing until I really got into CrossFit. Now, uh, if you think about the uh, the, the BIPOC, uh, Black Indigenous People of Color uh, project, how, what does that mean to you, one of the few BIPOC athletes competing at this elite level? I think it's important that uh, CrossFit is looking to expand its audience because of how much of a force for good it can be. Um, it's helped me get into really good shape. It's helped a bunch of folks in various units that I've been in or adjacent to uh, do the same thing. So anything that's increasing the uh, the audience that CrossFit can reach, I think, is a is a net positive because CrossFit is a net positive for fitness. Over the last decade plus, we've seen um, the increase of growth in strongman, Olympic weightlifting, and some other um, some other communities that are like have ties or relation to CrossFit in large part due to the rise of the uh, affiliate model and how easily CrossFit has gotten folks uh, feet in the door for fitness. So. Um, I'm all for CrossFit just expanding and growing in any way possible. So when you were at West Point, did you ever walk the hours? Yeah, that's funny. I actually didn't. Uh, I was a, a better cadet than I was an officer for sure. I got <laughs> no trouble at school and maybe a little bit of trouble when I was an officer. For people who don't know that, it's a, kind of a little form of uh, a punishment. And um, I covered the the Army Navy game, and four years ago, when I was in Philly, I had the superintendent of West Point, General Caslin, on my show, and well, I I asked him that, and and he seemed rather flabbergasted, and he said, "No, I, I," and I said, "You know, Robert E. Lee once had your position. He called West Point a den of snakes, and then he said, well, it's a lot different now.' But anyway, Caslin got in trouble because he was the uh, he was running South Carolina, and I guess he plagiarized his speech or something. So. Uh, let's move on from General Kaplan. <laughs> when I went to West Point, though, as a guest four years ago, uh, and, you know, I'm a Navy guy because my dad was a naval officer. I always wanted to go to West Point, I mean, to Annapolis, but I didn't have the grades. But once I went to West Point, if I could go back in time, I wish I would have gotten straight A's and gone there. I went to that museum that you guys have there with all the weaponry. And outside of maybe the Imperial War Museum in London, I'd have to say that's the, the coolest museum I, I've ever been to. Did you, as a student, did you get to go through there a lot? Uh, I won't say a lot, and I don't think I ever went as a cadet, but before I um, decided to attend the academy, I went to what's called the Summer Leadership Experience, where they um, you're up there for a week and you get a taste of what life as a cadet is like, and I went there, and the, I've been to a bunch of museums, so I was kind of a nerd growing up, and it, it was really incredible, and I think that's part of what uh, hooked me into deciding to attend West Point. 
So uh, the, in your genes, you've got a little athletic blood. Your uh, your dad uh, was an NFL fullback, Cedric, and uh, he he works for Jerry Jones now, right? He does, yeah. Out in Jerry World. Does he ever say, "How about them cowboy"? Uh, he hasn't. He hasn't been there long enough, I think, to develop <laughs> that, uh, that really cool Texan accent. But I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> All right, let's talk. By the way, we're speaking with uh, Captain Chandler Smith, the CrossFit Games. So, um, for a lot of us, we understand what CrossFit is, but at, at the games, what type of competitions are we talking about? The games include touches or examples of pretty much every form of fitness competition um, that you've seen. So, there's years where folks paddleboard, there's years where we swim. Um, sometimes there's long runs, sometimes there's short runs. They rode a marathon one year. And then there's also a good amount of normal CrossFit-style workouts, which means that they're kind of circuits with a bunch of different movements that are either done for time, so you try to get them done as quickly as possible, or for reps where you uh, have a certain amount of time to do as many reps of a certain group of movements as you possibly can. So for you, what are the things that, uh, you, you know, your strengths and maybe not your strengths when it comes to this type of stuff? Uh, okay. So strengths are definitely start with strength. Um, having grown up in like that strength and conditioning background my whole youth, I think uh, I had the chance to do some of these movements for a long time. And so conventional lifts, especially uh, bench, squat, dead, and if we strict press, those, those have always gone pretty well um and then also i like to run and do the, the stuff that army pt helped me get good at so we we ran a ton in the army we rucked a good amount a lot of push-ups a lot of sit-ups um so any of those things come up i enjoy those as well and then my background in wrestling i think also contributes to something else that's the strength of mine which is burpees i really really enjoy burpees because it's just a sprawl and i've done my fair share of those over time uh i struggle a little bit traditionally with squat patterns Workouts, so anything where you're having to – we have this movement called wall balls where you take a 20 or 30-pound medicine ball and you throw it up at a target uh, to 10 feet up in the air. And I guess being short kind of doesn't help with that, but that's never been my favorite or best movement. And thrusters are a pretty similar movement pattern. That one traditionally hasn't gone well, so I've worked on those a lot, but I don't think I've earned the right to call those strengths just yet. So after you um, graduated and got commissioned, where were you billeted? Where were you stationed? So I went to Fort Riley, Kansas. I wanted to go back close to home. I went to high school in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, grew up in Overland Park, and I wanted to be close to my youngest brother, who actually ended up going to West Point and just graduated commission from there a couple months ago. Um, so I went there. We took a trip to Eastern Europe in 2018, 2017, 2018. Lost a bit of my finger over there, or before we left, doing uh, tank things, got a chance to serve as a mech infantry platoon leader while I was doing that. And then once I got back stateside and completed the captain's career course, I went to a recruiting bill in Fort Knox where I finished out my time in the Army. Very cool. And uh, as always, you know, thanks for your service. So, uh, And then I, I guess immediately dedicated yourself to, uh, to CrossFit. And uh, how did it go last year with uh, you know, the, the pandemic and the, how they had to alter the whole format and everything? Uh, so the altered format ended up being, there was a few workouts that were pretty good for me, and I had my, my best finish, and I finished sixth in stage one of the CrossFit games because they broke it up into stage, two stages. Um, 
so that way they could host a small number of athletes for an in-person competition. But unfortunately, um, they only took the top five for stage two. So I ended up missing out on getting a chance to compete at the CrossFit Ranch. But it was a it was a good it was a good occasion for me to reflect on how badly I wanted to be a professional um, athlete and if I wanted to pursue this fully because I had not yet got out of the army and um, that kind of made me evaluate what it was I was going to do once I did get out. So um, I think it will end up being something that I am grateful for, even though in the moment it was exceptionally painful. Yeah, I hear you. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I hear, you know, actors say when they go to an audition, there's 50 guys that look exactly like you and you think, how am I going to stand out? So you show up to CrossFit, you got six, <laughs> 600 uh, athletes, uh, I guess you, you can't be intimidated or you already lost, right? Absolutely. It's, uh, I think, so one of the fun things about wrestling, right, before every match you always you see your opponent before you're going. So you either get really comfortable and um, just kind of knowing who you're going against and knowing that even if you're, uh, you're not facing each other yet, that you soon will be engaged in competing with one another. You get comfortable in that space, or you decide to like make friends. And I think I've kind of gone the make friends route, and that helps keep me from being intimidated as well, just by being open and friendly. Because it's just exercise. None of this is that serious. It's not, they're certainly not as serious as warfare or any things we were training to do in the army. It's just exercise. So helps me keep your perspective on it. No doubt. Last question for you: As you see the sport changing and growing and we have things like you know Ironmans and Spartan races and people getting very creative how do you see CrossFit uh, going forward the next decade or two um, I see it continuing to capture the the market of people who enjoy fitness for health CrossFit is all about um, functionality over something maybe like bodybuilding which is more form focused and um, I think the the pendulum swings a little bit too far in favor of maybe lifting in some forms of fitness or aerobic capacity in other forms, but CrossFit strikes a, a pretty good balance that's making um, athletes or anyone like CrossFitters um, like relatively well-rounded people taking on a, a wider degree of challenges than most. They can help you, you know, move your refrigerator and then also go run the turkey trot 5k um, and not, not be too phased by either of those things. So, and also the secondary effect of that is that there is a, a benefit to the aesthetics for people who participate in CrossFit as well. So I see it considering to, or continuing to get a large share of the fitness market as people realize that some ways of working out promote better health and thus longevity than others. All right, well said. The CrossFit Games, individual finals. As I mentioned, Sunday, August 1st, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on CBS. Uh, also stream on Paramount+. Plus. And uh, every event of the competition leading up to Sunday, you can see that at games.crossfit.com and CrossFit's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch channels as well. We've been speaking with uh, United States Army Captain Chandler Smith, who will be part of it. Chandler, best of luck, and thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, sir. I appreciate it. And uh, beat Navy. All right. <laughs> All good. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I love that rivalry as they always say that army and Navy, they're only rivals three hours every year, but, um, yeah, don't give up the show. It's a great tradition and, uh, hopefully, um, I'll check that out. The, uh, in December army Navy is going to be in, uh, the Meadowlands this year. 
and um, that's where the Giants and the Jets play, obviously. Do they even call it the Meadowlands anymore? I guess that's a part of New Jersey. But uh, Radio Row is scheduled to be on the United States uh, ship Intrepid, the USS Intrepid, which I believe is an Essex-class uh, carrier. And, uh, you know, it's now a, a museum, and uh, that should be uh, pretty cool. Nothing wrong with Manhattan parties either. Uh, but anyway, CrossFit, uh, CrossFit was such an 80s thing, like aerobics, and yet it's still going. I got to give them credit. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290-800-693-8290-800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Are you one of the millions who have taken Zantac or other generic versions of this popular drug to help treat stomach issues? Then pay close attention to this message. The FDA said it detected low levels of a probable cancer-causing chemical known as NDMA in Zantac and other generic forms of this popular drug. They've banned sales and even removed it from the market. If you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've taken Zantac or a generic equivalent, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-251-7460. 
That's 800-251-7460. You spent over a decade in the Middle East, and I just wanted to say that I'm a great fan of your work. Well, thank you very much. Don't interrupt me, please. (laughs) What did I just say? Do you know who I am? must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. This is what had happened. All right. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the show. We still got a lot to go, baby. Yeah, that's what I said. A lot to go. And uh, we're going to get into a lot of stuff. But uh, once again, as I was mentioning earlier with uh, Chris in Oakland, the Philippines... Uh, have been in the Olympics since 1924, and they finally have their first Olympic gold medal, and it goes to weightlifter Hitaline Diaz. Hitaline Diaz uh, won a silver medal five years ago. She was the country's flag bearer in 2012. This is her fourth Olympics, and um, she won the gold medal in the 55-kilogram weightlifting, and... Um, on the um, the national anthem, which everyone is masked, she first she points her finger at the Philippine flag on her sweat jacket, then she salutes, and then she just starts crying. I mean, it's just an amazing thing, and I'm sure the entire country was right there with her. She's basically going to be immortal uh, in the Philippines now. But uh, I'm not Filipino, so I don't love the country like she does, but I get what she feels because that's how much I love my country. And I always have, which is something you don't really want to say in the Bay Area because you're kind of supposed to hate America. I I just think America is very flawed and needs a lot of work, but I love my country. And I just thought that was great to see her crying. I, I, I felt it. Even though I'm not Filipino, I felt that. That was really cool. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Violent. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As Washington lawmakers play the blame game on why violent crime is spiking in major cities throughout America, Washington, D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti has his theory from what he's seeing on the streets. I can tell you that marijuana undoubtedly is connected to violent crimes that we're seeing in our community. When you have something where people get high reward, they can make a lot of money by selling illegal marijuana, and the risk is low, the risk for accountability is very low, that creates a very 
very, 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 very bad situation because those individuals get robbed, those individuals get shot at, those individuals get involved in disputes all across our city. I'm seeing it happen more and more. At least seven people died in a series of car crashes during a sandstorm in Millard County, Utah on Sunday. About 20 vehicles were involved in the 4.30 p.m. crash on I-15. Millard County is in west-central Utah. USA Radio News. They're calling it the new socialism. More and more Democratic lawmakers want everyone to get a basic income, even if they don't work. Free health care, free college, and more. Now, every night this week, Rob Schmidt is on Newsmax pushing back on the new socialism and its leaders like AOC and Bernie Sanders. Joe Biden's spending programs are already costing you trillions as inflation is soaring. If you care about your money, you need to watch Rob Schmidt tonight. Find out why socialism doesn't really work and how it actually can cost you a lot. Get Newsmax TV on all major cable systems. If your operator doesn't carry it, call them and demand Newsmax or you can switch. Also, find Newsmax for free on most streaming systems like Roku, Samsung, LG, Pluto, Zumo, and more. Or download the free Newsmax app on your phone and watch it anywhere. More than 30 million Americans are tuning into Newsmax because it's news they can trust. Former President Trump held a rally over the weekend in Phoenix, Arizona. Brad Bernards has more. Former President Trump on Saturday hailed the Arizona State Senate for its ongoing audit of the 2020 election in Maricopa County during a rally in Phoenix while taking shots at Republican Governor Doug Ducey. With your help, we will stand up for democracy and for justice. We will fight for truth, transparency, and accountability. And we will not stop until we have restored our American birthright of honest, free, and fair elections. From the USA Radio News West Texas Bureau, I'm Brad Bernards. Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman on Monday was meeting with her Chinese counterparts. More propaganda than productivity came out of the In China meeting. Chinese Vice Foreign Minister Shea Feng said in a statement, the breakdown in U.S.-China relations is due to some people in the United States treating China as an imaginary enemy, end quote. USA Radio News. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, and I want to tell you that arthritis is not a genetic thing. It's not a disease of aging. Neither is osteoporosis. Get a hold of my book. It's all in your head. It goes into the 25 different diseases you get when you have osteoporosis of the skull. These are all reversible. You take the healthy bone and joint pack, the MSM, vitamin D3, stay away from all the bad foods, including gluten, and guess what? You'll regrow all your bones, including your skull and your legs and your hips and everything else. Contact us at usaradiohealth.com. That's usaradiohealth.com. The COVID Origins Forum in Congress seems to be a partisan study group by the GOP. Iowa Congresswoman Republican Marionette Miller-Meeks tells Fox News the Democrats told her they were doing their own investigation. Well, as a committee, we have asked repeatedly for there to be an investigation into the origins of COVID-19. And even back in April, uh, at one of our committee meetings with uh, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Walensky of the CDC, we asked this question again of the chair. And one of the other members had said that they were looking at doing an investigation through the Science and Technology Committee. As you know, we still have yet to 
have any um, notice that there will be an investigation. And so I think rightfully, we use the powers of oversight that we have in Congress, and we convened a hearing. Unfortunately, none of the Democrats attended that hearing, but the expert testimony from the witnesses was quite profound, quite significant. And I think, as they said, um, and I would tend to agree that um, that this virus came from the laboratory, mm -hmm. whether it was a leak, whether it was accidental, whether it was an intentional, whether it was man-made, or whether whether it was a virus that they brought into the laboratory and then worked through gain-of-function research to enhance its human-to-human -human transmission and also its virulence or pathogenicity, uh, that that occurred in the laboratory and it leaked from the laboratory. So I think that right now, all the credible scientific information looks like it was, uh, you know, a leak from a laboratory and it was not of zoonotic origin. I'm Lance Pry, and this is USA Radio News. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast. It was really exciting to watch the NHL draft uh, this weekend. And the Sharks' uh, seventh overall pick took an 18-year-old uh, forward out of Sweden. <clears throat> Excuse me. He can also play center as well as wing, but named William Eklund. He was the number one skater in uh, the entire draft out of Europe. So uh, excited about him. Uh, there, I wanted to get Jesper Wallstedt, the Swedish goalie, but they did get the third best goalie in the draft. In the third round, they got a guy named Benjamin uh, Goodrow. But after that, uh, Gannon LaRock, a defenseman, Ethan Cardwell, a right winger. Artem Guriev, a defenseman. Max McHugh, a center. Liam Gilmartin, a left wing. Theo Jakobsen, a center. And Yevgeny Kashnikov, a defender. How's that for a hockey name? Yevgeny Kashnikov. He's ready to go. <clears throat> Kalishnikov. Uh, so you had Eric Carlson talking to William Eklund in, in Swedish. And it's always weird to see Doug Wilson Jr. out there with his majestic mullet uh, making these picks. But the Sharks need some good news. 
And William Eklund, please do not go back to the Swedish League. By the way, he was playing with adults. He was in the Swedish League. He was the rookie of the year. And uh, for most of these guys, like you look at Owen Power, the number one overall pick by the Sabes, he's going back to Michigan. You know? Uh, And by the way, how about we talked about this before the draft, but five Wolverines and uh, five Wolverines and a commit and the top eight picks. (laughs) I mean, come on. What a program they have there in Ann Arbor. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Owen Power, a six foot six blue liner who just destroys people. You can see why he was the guy. So uh, excited about William Eklund. Kind of got the Pavelski size. And, uh, hey, the best prospect in the entire continent of Europe. You can't be uh, sad about that um, because, uh, I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to criticize that pick? I'm certainly not. All right, I'm Rick Piddle. Come on back. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885-800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. 
Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. Check me out, yo. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. And it's great to welcome to the show now uh, Young Southpaw or Augstone. Young Southpaw is a comedian and uh, tomorrow Humpty Dumpty in HD will be coming out. The music video. Uh, should I, what should I call you? You going to go with Aug or Young? What you got? Let's go with Aug today. <laughs> Let's go. Is that for short for August? I wish. I just I couldn't pronounce my name when I was a baby. Some people would ask me, you know, what's your name? I'd just say Aug, and it stuck for, you know, many decades now. <laughs> what is it supposed to be? Adam. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I like Aug. Like when I learned in chemistry class, that the chemical symbol for gold is A-U. Oh. And for silver, it's AG. I was like, hey, that's my name. That is rad. So I was like, yeah, I'm sticking with this. That's pretty cool. That's like, um, you know, finding out that the word Bubba comes from the kid who couldn't say brother. So he said Bubba, and then it just fits, right? Oh, I actually didn't know that. And my cousin, we've called him Bubba forever. So uh, there it is. All right. So, uh, Aug, the, um, the alter ego of uh, Young Southpaw, as I mentioned, coming out uh, tomorrow, the music, single, and video, Humpty Dumpty in HD. What are we looking at here? Well, the thing with Young Southpaw is it's, uh, it's kind of exploring the strange places my mind goes and the tangents it goes off on. And I just started thinking about the Humpty Dumpty nursery rhyme, and I was like, why is there a king involved? Like, why would he care about what happens to an egg to send out his men and horses to try and put back an egg together. You know, you can't put an egg back together once it's broken. Mm-hmm. And that took me to, you know, uh, Digital Underground, you know, the Humpty Dance. Sure. I always thought, you know, just got busy in a Burger King bathroom was one of the greatest lyrics of all time. And uh, went into like Rodney Dangerfield's Back to School and uh, John Cleese and Humphrey Bogart, Casablanca. So it's seven and a half minutes of just tangents over an electronic pop background that my friend Bobby did. I think about the Ricky Gervais line. He said, how cruel were his parents, Mr. and Mrs. Dumpty, to name him Humpty? (laughs) That's good. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of holes in this nursery rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) So um, how do you go about, uh, you know, taking this idea and then uh, making it happen? I just sort of riff into my phone. Uh, Southpaw started because I was driving cross country. And, you know, if you're seven days in a car by yourself, you're going to start talking to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and just these, you know, strange stories started coming out. I mean, I was, I, I still play music, but I was in bands for like 20, 25 years. Um, <clears throat> so music is my thing. And, you know, lots of stuff about music was coming out into these strange stories. Um, always a Van Halen reference in there. I mean, they were very much my first love. And I was, uh, so I was driving across the country, you know, just talking about all this stuff and just recording it into my phone. I was like, hey, I, I got something here. I should really uh, do something with it. And when I started doing it live, people, uh, people dug it. 
like there were always like a pocket of people who like got the stream of consciousness, you know, and all the eighties references. It's a lot of blank stares at first, but, uh, and I pursued <laughs> and it's been a lot of fun to do. A couple more questions for Augstone. When you, um, look at the, uh, you know, all the different names you could have had, uh, were you a, a left-handed pitcher or boxer? Is that where we get it? <laughs> it's, it's literally as dumb as this. I was driving through Georgia in the South <laughs> Mm-hmm. And the word Southpaw came to me. Oh. And I'd just been listening to a um, an audiobook of Carl Jung, you know, the Swiss sure. psychoanalyst. And Carl like, Jung. Yeah. I was like, well, I can't I can't call him Jung Southpaw, but hey, <laughs> Jung Southpaw has kind of a cool <laughs> ring to it. So tell us some, I, yeah, go ahead. Actually, like I do try and do stuff Southpaw because they say if you use your opposite hand, it stimulates creativity. Um, so I try and like write or draw with my uh, left hand occasionally if I'm, you know, in a rut or something. Well, that's very interesting. So tell us about your uh, foray into Podcastville. Oh, um, yeah. I was like, what can I do with these stories? So I just decided to uh, put them up as a podcast. And uh, there's 60 Southpaw stories up now. Um, you can find them at the uh, youngsouthpaw.com. I've got the link there on, you know, Apple Music and all that. And then after I'd been doing it for a while, my friend Greg um, goes by the name of Greg Alicious. He runs a comedy company in Connecticut called Unhinged, and he was getting into doing podcasts. He has a couple of his own. He was like, hey, you should do a Southpaw one, you know, where you interview people as Southpaw. And I was like, well, all right, I'll, I'll give it a try. And, uh, it's been I've done 51 of those now. Wow. So, yeah. So from That's where it. do you hail originally? Originally from Connecticut. I went to school in Boston, and then I lived in London for about 10 years. Oh, wow. Where were you in London? North London, right by um, Emirates Stadium, actually. Uh, you were in Islington, Finsley Park, around there? Yes, in Islington. There you go. Yeah. Herringy would be the borough, I believe. Yeah, I was uh, right at the Holloway Road tube stop, like literally around the corner. And I, I love London. I was there for 10 years. Now, or did you also go to the uh, Arsenal games, or did you hate Arsenal? I didn't like I, you know, growing up in Connecticut. Um, yeah, I, I love soccer now, but like I, I didn't know much about it when I moved over. And I would always get, I never paid attention to when the Arsenal games were on. I'd always like have to be going somewhere in a rush, and I'd go outside, and there'd just be you know thousands of people in the streets, and all transport would be you know, not running. And it's like, oh man, this again. <laughs> Yeah, I spent a lot of time up there as a uh, a Tottenham fan, so I'm sure you heard about the North London uh, Derby and all that. So, uh, what were you doing there for ten years? I went over to record some music in 2003, and I just fell in love with the place. Mm-hmm. And like, I went back on a couple of tourist visas, and I finally I went back to school so I could get like a three year visa to just be there and be in bands and like. I thought I'd do something practical and maybe study accounting, but like, I just, I realized I hated it like <laughs> two weeks into the course, but you got to stick with it, you know, to, you know, to be allowed in the country. And I remember walking out of an exam because I had this like idea for a mix I was working on. I was just like, well, you know, this exam is, you know, taking, taking away from my true focus <laughs> and I failed it. And I had to go back and retake it in the summer. And when I looked, they gave me like the same exact exam. And I was like, if I had put five more minutes into this, I could have answered this question and have at least passed and saved myself a ton of hassle. Yeah, but at the time, you probably thought you heard a story like Herbie Hancock walked out on his, you know, physics final 
and yeah. I'm going to do. <laughs> it was totally the right call. I love the mix, you know. <laughs> I haven't used accounting at all since. Yeah, Jake Johansson, the comedian, told me that he had one semester left at Iowa State, and he goes, I can't take it. He moved to L.A. to be a comedian, and his parents like, you can't wait one semester. When it's in your head, you got to go, right? Yeah, I mean, if it's what you do. So um, what, uh, tell us about uh, the Humpty Dumpty and HD video tomorrow and its, uh, its debut, or as the kids would say, as it drops. Um, how, are we, how are we getting eyeballs on this? I'll be on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Um, the Quietest website uh, premiered it, and it's actually, you can see it now. I was hmm. unaware they were going to do it, but I'm psyched that it's out. <laughs> um, it's a cool video. Like, I, I didn't know what to do, you know, and we were all in lockdown last year. So I was like, we're going to have to shoot something on our phones. And um, I'm a huge fan of the show Letterkenny. And I was looking at Michelle Milet's, um TikTok. And she has one where she's, you know, lip syncing to that Triple J song that was on TikTok. And I was like, oh, this would be really cool to incorporate. So I asked my friend Joe, who's a sings for this great band desperate journalist and you know she's always up for doing cool stuff like this and um i had her like just dance i shot it against the green screen i had her dancing in london shot on her phone and in the middle of the song she comes up and lip syncs like five lines along with me <laughs> i thought it came out really well last question for you and uh i hope this isn't too personal but this stuff on youtube can be monetized can it yeah i gotta figure that out <laughs> <laughs> All right, as he figures it out, make sure to uh, check out uh, Aug Stone, a.k.a. Young Southpaw, and the, the uh, Humpty Dumpty in HD video out tomorrow on YouTube. Aug, thanks for coming on the show, man, and uh, best hey. of luck. Thanks for having me, Rick. All right, I'm Rick Tuttle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on SportsBot. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. 
We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845, that's 800-760-1845. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Tittle always goes commando. All right. Uh, thank you for that. 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. Come on in and get heard. We are here for you. Yeah, that's what I said. 1-800-878-PLAY. <laughs> Coming up in the next segment, we will have Old Southpaw, his dad. No, we'll have uh, Peter Nix. Oh, wait, no, that's Stevie Nicks. By the way, let me tell you just for fun, and I didn't mean to do this, but I just reminded myself uh, of a, uh, it's kind of a story of the big city, but it's also a San Francisco story as well. And uh, that is, uh, I went to a rock concert on Saturday night uh, at the, the rickshaw stop over here in the Tenderloin. And, well, I guess you can kind of say where the Civic Center meets Hayes Valley meets the Tenderloin. But anyway, uh, you know, Fell and whatever. And uh, <laughs> Fell and Franklin. And uh, so, uh, listen, I, we haven't been able to go to concerts for a year and a half. And so wanted to see this combo of a Bowie tribute band and a Fleetwood Mac uh, tribute band. I mostly wanted to see the Bowie one, which actually was pretty good. The Fleetwood Mac one, not that good. Um, but because mostly because they played deep cuts. If you go to see a tribute band, don't you want to hear at least two thirds the hits instead of these B sides? 
But I guess they're so sick of the Rhiannons that they just wanted to be something. But anyway, the Bowie one was good. The Bowie guy looked like my buddy Jim Cozumore, and it was all Ziggy stuff from the 70s. But I digress. The thing is, you know, you get to the club, which, by the way, I like the fact that you had to show proof of vaccination. So you didn't have some dirty typhoid Mary idiot in there. And uh, probably still spreading it anyway. Who knows? But we, <laughs> you walk in, and in the middle of the floor, everybody stands, is this woman dressed in like a wedding dress standing on a podium type of thing. And then there's like six people sleeping in a circle on the floor. And all of a sudden, the lights go down, and they start lipsticking things. And then they get half naked and the guys are wearing like pink fishnets and lipstick and the girls, there's like three girls who are all 300 pounds and they're wearing like a thong and then pasties and they lip sync. And and the funny thing is that you can tell they rehearse this a lot. And so uh, it wasn't my cup of tea. Um, And at the end they said, uh, we are the palace of trash. (laughs) That's their name. And I wish them all the, uh, I wish them all the luck. But that was uh, an ambush because I, I literally looked at my ticket. And I'm like, am I in the wrong damn building right now? Uh, yeah, it was kind of hard to look at. But best of luck to the Palace of Trash. All right, more Palace of Trash here, sports talk wise. The Padres, AJ Preller, he doesn't like the fact that the Giants and the Dodgers are. Right there with them, especially the Giants. What the hell are they doing there? And they were going to make a big move even if they had a 10-game lead, I think. But they have acquired one of the most sought-after bats of the trade deadline. Adam Fraser, the all-star from the Pirates, is coming over. The Pirates are also sending $1.4 million. And the big name in here is Tucupita Marcano. Never seen that name before. Probably never will again. Tucupita. I like that name. Uh, he's an infielder, outfielder Jack Suwinski, right-hander Mitchell Miliano uh, as well. Frazier's 29. He started the All-Star game for the National League, uh, hitting uh, 327. He leads the National League uh, in hits. And uh, not a lot of power, not a lot of speed, four home runs and five steals. Um, but he is uh, a guy who can flat-out hit. But then you look around the front, the uh, they say, well, the Padres are they got <laughs> Tatis and Machado and uh, Cronenworth and Hosmer. What are you going to do? Is this guy just a, a bat? And you think, well, Cronenworth can play in the outfield, and you know you'll be all right. But now we're hearing, aha, they want to move Jake Cronenworth to first base and trade Eric Hosmer. Eric Hosmer is 31 years old. He's owed about $10 million more this year, and then he's got three more years after this. So he's due $70 million. Who would take this on at this point? Who would be the team that would say, you know what, sure, I'll do it. Hosmer, by the way, hitting 265 with eight home runs and 49 RBI. He's no disaster, but they'd love to get out of that contract. Remember, Hosmer was the first piece 
as a free agent anyway. Preller came in. He was the assistant to Dayton Moore in Texas, and he's like, we're going to shake things up, and we're trading you know, the likes of Joe Ross, and we're trading Trey Turner, and we're bringing in uh, you know, James Shields and uh, Matt Kemp and uh, Craig Kimbrell. We're going to matter, and we're going to matter now. Yeah. So they're trying to get rid of Eric Hosmer. I would think they'd have to pay a significant amount of that money. But a good back comes to San Diego, and you kind of think, well, what do the Dodgers and the Giants do now? The ball's in your court. Uh, by the way, this guy, um, Tupu, uh, Tucupita Marcano, 21 years old, and this season batting 182. In AAA, he was hitting 272, more walks and strikeouts, does not have a lot of power. Uh, and they say at best he'll probably be a utility infielder. What? Suwinski is at double A, hitting 269. And Milano's a 21 year old right hander with a lot of walks and an ERA over eight. When I look at the Pirates, what they got from this, I'm not happy. <laughs> You traded the starting all-star who's under... By the way, Adam Fraser has another Arbier. So it's not even a rental. You traded the starting second baseman for the senior circuit for this? That's what you traded. It's pretty amazing. It's sort of like when the... uh, You know, you you look at the Padres and they were going to trade Fred McGriff to the Braves... But they wanted one of their three guys. They wanted Adam Klesko, Javi Lopez, the catcher, or Chipper Jones. Those were three guys in AAA that were supposed to be the future of the team. Javi Lopez, Chipper Jones, and Adam Klesko. And they got Melvin Nieves. Melvin, it's snowing. So um, you might think Frazier is an odd fit for a team with, as I said, there's no position for him. And uh, I think what it is, too, it's not so much they want to get rid of Hosmer. I think they want to get rid of Hosmer because of his fat contract, not because they want to replace his bat. I think what they really want to replace is Jerks and Profar in the outfield. That, that's what they want to do here, I would, I would probably think. Because right now, uh, that guy's kind of a, uh, a weak link. By the way, uh, the Mets have acquired Rich Hill, who's on his 90th team, and that's how old he is as well. And apparently, according to Sports New York, they are still trying to get more pitchers as they have six guys on the injured list. Carrasco, DeGrom, Lucchese, Peterson, Noah Syndergaard, and German Yamamoto. But uh, the best free agent starter out there, or is free agent to be, I should say, is Max Scherzer. Would the Nationals trade him in the East? Would the Nationals trade him at all? Would Scherzer, as a 10-5 and guy, waive his no-trade? to go to the New York Mets. Think about this if you're the Mets. You make the postseason, and you're going to throw out DeGrom and Scherzer. That looks a lot better now, doesn't it? (laughs) Now, there are other rentals that you can pit into the rotation, like Tyler Anderson of Pirates, and they're going to definitely trade him. You look at Zach Davies with the Cubs, uh, I'm waiting for the Cubs fire sale to begin, but here's the thing. It's July 26th, 
So I know with the two wild cards, teams try to hold on till the last minute. Are we in it? Are we in it? Are we in it? We saw the Twins one year go for it, give up, and then go for it again, which was hilarious. They're not. They're going to sell. They've already sold on uh, Nelson Cruz to Tampa. But uh, I don't know. We'll keep our eye on it one way or the other. But uh, it's going to start, as they say in England, it's going to start hotting up uh, or heating up as we go. All right. When we come back, we will uh, bring in uh, Peter Nix to talk about his new documentary called Home Room. Come on back. Microband 24 protects against Staphylococcus aureus and Enterobacter aerogenes bacteria, but does not provide 24-hour protection against viruses. Every time you touch a surface, you leave behind bacteria. Use Microband 24 sanitizing spray to keep surfaces sanitized all day. Spray on hard surfaces to kill 99.9% of bacteria and viruses initially, including the virus that causes COVID-19. Microband 24 keeps killing bacteria for 24 hours, touch after touch. When used as directed, Microband 24, touch after touch, it doesn't give up. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. 
I'm Rick Tittle, and I host the Video Game Review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Video games are way more important than your job, your school, or your relationship, so let's talk about them. Everything from the 2600 to the 360. I don't work for any video game company, so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks. Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls, I'll give away a game, release dates, all that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Rick Tittle is a majestic stallion. All right. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on American Forces Radio Network. Uh, it's our pleasure to be joined by award-winning uh, documentary director Peter Nix. He's here to talk about his new film called Homeroom. It's going to be opening on August 12th in theaters and also streaming on Hulu as well. And if you're here in the Bay, it's going to be at the uh, Kabuki 8 here or down by the lake in Oakland at the Grand Lake Theater. And uh, speaking of which, this is about Oakland and the Oakland uh, uh, school system. Peter, welcome to the show. Give us a little uh, a thumbnail more than, than I just did about what this film's about, please. Hey, Rick. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's, it's a film that um, in some ways began many years ago, it's the third in the trilogy of films looking at um, Oakland through the lens of its public institutions. So we made a film called The Waiting Room about Highland Hospital, 2012, and then we followed that with a film about the Oakland Police Department called The Force in 2017, and then this this is the third in the trilogy, and really what we wanted to do was, you know, explore, you know, the relationship between young people and, 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 and the education system, and obviously when we began the project, life for for most of us was uh, a lot different than what it looks like today. So in, in the process of making the film, so many things changed um, from, from the pandemic to sort of the nation's relationship with this idea uh, around social justice. And this is an idea, obviously, that, that wasn't new for Oakland, but I think it sort of was the uh, um, killings of, you know, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. Um, it, it sort of rose to the sort of national stage. And so our film stepped into that space. It's very interesting when you think about the Oakland public school system because, on the one hand, sports-wise, you can celebrate it, and uh, you know I know Paul Brecky Meisner. He wrote the, the 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 book, the Home Field Advantage. About I mean, you could take the the Oakland public school system and countless Olympians and stars in every sport. But scholastically wise, like my dad went to Fremont High back in the fifties there in on High Street. Right. And, you know, you have the skylines of the world, and then you have the Castlemonts and the Max. Uh, I know Oakland Tech has, has really kind of, uh, in the last 20 years, uh, coming back strong again. It's almost like yeah. it, it, you can't really group them all together. They're almost like their own little entities in a way. Yeah, they're all kind of unique. You know, we, we had to choose which school to set the film in, and we looked at a bunch of schools, looked at Tech, Skyline, Mac. We spent actually a lot of time over at, over at Mac and got to know 
the uh, the football coach over there, and uh, we kind of we settled on Oakland High partly because it's around the corner from Highland Hospital, but you know it's also a place that's a little bit off the beaten path that has nevertheless produced uh, obviously athletes like Damian Lillard, but really interesting people like Boots Riley and creative people, people uh, young young people who are often uh, sort of passed over, and we we wanted to you know explore. Uh, and, and show how there's it's this dynamic stage for you know young people emerging, getting ready to cross that threshold um, in, into adulthood hood that that are struggling with the typical metrics of like test scores and SAT scores and graduation rates and all that, but nevertheless they're incredibly gifted young people. And so part part of what we wanted to try to do is like you know invert that stereotype of you know who comes from a, a school like like Oakland High. Yeah, Oakland High, if you think about how Park hits MacArthur, and so you got those, the kids that are kind of, you know, it's 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 a more diverse mix than I think people would know at Oakland High, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's arguably one of the most diverse schools in, in Oakland, but for the fact that there are very few white students, it's about one-third black, one-third Asian, one-third Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really, in, some, in a lot of ways, reflects the, the story, the story of Oakland. I think tech... Tech has a little bit more of that sort of broad-based di- diversity that, that truly re- re- reflects kind of where, where America, but both the opportunity and struggle with America, because I think our diversity uh, is both promising, but it also leads to, you know, um, issues around how we see each other, how we relate to each other, the stories and how those intersect. And so that was something that we noticed right away at, at, at Oakland High, um, and that these kids were just like, their creativity and their voice just resonated in a way that was very unique. And so we wanted to try to capture that. And, you know, you think about the, uh, by the way, we are speaking with uh, Peter Nix, the film uh, Homeroom coming out on uh, Hulu and in theaters on the 12th of August. You think about the differences in the pandemic, like, you know, you had mothers at Piedmont High complaining that their daughter couldn't go to the prom. That was not the main problem at schools like Oakland High, was it? No, you know, part of part of what we wanted to try to capture and show is that you know we were all experiencing kind of a collective grief um, in a, in a couple of different ways. I think we've been following these stories of police shootings over the years, and I think we're all exhausted by it um, and simultaneously engaged by it and the urgency of it. Um, I think it rose to the national stage with with George Floyd. Uh, but th- this is stuff that, you know, kids in Oakland have been dealing with for generations, uh, school violence, um, dealing with sort of this generational trauma. And as a young person, how do you come of age? How do you navigate just trying to get your degree or trying to get into a, a college, you know, when your, you know, friends are being killed and where you're dealing with these traumas and mental health issues are, 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 are ones that, you know, students in Piedmont maybe you're dealing with, but in a different different kind of way. And so we we definitely wanted to zoom in on trying to understand what it's like for a young person uh, in Oakland. And as the pandemic unfolded alongside, you know, this national you know, reckoning with, with, you know, police violence, those two things just kind of intersected. And what we saw, these, how these kids responded was quite, quite remarkable. By the way, just as an aside, going back to your movie, The Force, which was four years ago and 
And I know when Mayor Schaaf came in, I think she went through like three police chiefs in a week. But when they brought in Ann Kirkpatrick, yeah. it's like, well, now there's literally a new sheriff in town. Ann's going to fix things. And then, you know, last year they fired her. And uh, are we any closer to a semblance of stability with the Oakland Police Department? You know, it's, it's part of the reason why I wanted to do the trilogy is because, you know, all these issues, whether it's access to health care, police accountability, you know, the achievement gap, the, the school to prison pipeline, you know, to reform these things, we have to kind of look deeper than um, the institution in that moment and who's leading the institution. And we can, we can certainly have idealistic leaders, mayors, police chiefs, school, school superintendents come in and promise to fix things, but until we really examine these underlying factors, which have been in, you know, gener- these are generational issues um, that have to be addressed. And so that, that's one way to, uh, of articulating that is to sort of see the relationship between all these uh, different issues that we're facing. And so the fact that the, the Oakland Police Department had accountability issues and that spills over into, you know, um, what's going on at Oakland High in terms of the kids saying, we would rather have support for getting into college than having a police force here trying to keep us safe, but basically making us feel uncomfortable. So the way that those intersected, we found to be really important in trying to understand that this is a generational, deep-seated community issue that needs to be looked at holistically if we're ever going to try to sort of move the ball forward. The other thing, too, is, and I'm sure you found when you did this film, and, and every you know group of, of, of old people, they go, oh, these kids today, they don't know. But I feel like this, <laughs> this generation now, millennial to Gen Z or whatever, they get no credit. They're all supposed to be idiots with no attention span, and they only care about posting on Instagram, and they really don't get any credit for their tenacity or their intelligence whatsoever. No, it's really quite remarkable and a lot of what what i've been trying to do with 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 my work is also challenge assumptions of of stereotypes and sometimes it's more difficult with with the force for instance saying you know are all cops bad or you know aren't some cops really trying to make a difference aren't some leaders in, in these police forces trying to make change and and it's a dialectic thing it's it's two things can be true at the same time. And it was definitely the case at the OPD that we met lots of officers who were good people who were really trying to, to do something extremely difficult in different, and uh, difficult context. And similarly with social media and young people, there's a lot to be worried about in terms of the impact that social media is having on the mental health of kids and how it's affecting them and, uh, you know, how they're coming of age. But at the same time, They've developed, and I really think it's new. I'm, I'm, you know, Gen X. You know, I, I'm class of '86, and I, you know, I grew up, you know, hearing stories of young people making a difference. But they, these were in college in the '60s, mainly you know, older, you know, uh, people in their 20s, 18, 19, 20, 21. Whereas today, young young kids from like age of 12, 13, 14 they're developing a sense of themselves and a, and a sense of the world around them amongst themselves absent any adult. 
supervision. And it's really remarkable. And they're developing skills and the ability to engage and create change. And I think we started seeing it with the Parkland kids. And then that, that has just sort of evolved with each, each of these big national crises or national conversations, kids saying, well, what about us? You know, we not only do these issues affect us, but we have something to say and we can actually create change and we can, we, we have the tools and we know how to use them. And that, that's something that I think a lot of adults just don't have a, a firm understanding of, of the power of that. That's part of what, what the film is about. By the way, I'm class 83, so we can go to IHOP and get the senior menu together. There we go. There we go. I know, man. (laughs) Last question. We just have about a minute. Uh, Ryan Coogler, uh, speaking of a local guy, an Academy Award nominee, he's uh, he exec produced this, huh? Yeah, yeah. Ryan and I go back to um, the waiting room in Fruitvale Station when those two films came out. The San Francisco Film Society thought we should we we should we should meet, and you know we've we've. uh, been close ever since and um we, we started a company this year called proximity media and uh i'm running his nonfiction division and you know, ryan and i share a common uh common value in terms of telling stories that are often overlooked or sort of reframing um you know how how we see our communities communities like oakland you know young people in, in, in oakland and the story of oscar grant uh that he told at fruitvale station is very much about the story of these young people sort of what we uh, what we lose when someone like Oscar is killed, we, we lose, you know, the future of his potential. And so our, our, our film really, you know, wanted to celebrate these kids and remind us uh, and, and to also try to give us a little bit of hope for the future because it, things are so difficult right now. These conversations around race and, and equity and how we see each other and the political divisions that we're facing, that these young people are, you know, a beacon for us to look forward to uh, for change in the future. The film is called Homeroom. The documentary will be premiering on Hulu on uh, August 12th. It will also be at the AMC Kabuki 8 here in the city and at the Grand Lake Theater in Oakland. We've been speaking with Emmy Award-winning director Peter Nix. Pete, thanks for coming on the show, man. Good stuff, and uh, let's catch up down the road. Definitely. Thanks, Rick. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. 
At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. All right. Uh, thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. As the uh, United States uh, Olympic team in the pools getting uh, gold and the 400 in, uh, individual medley for the men, um, women's side, Emma Wyatt got a silver in the 400 IM. Uh, others, you know, uh, the, the men's four by 100 team held off Italy and Australia to win the gold this morning. But how about Katie Ledecky, the most dominant swimmer in the world? She officially has a rival and that rival is Ariane Titmus from Australia because Ariane beat Ledecky this morning in the 400 meter free She's 19 years old. She put in the greatest 400-meter freestyle time in history, 3.56.69. Ledecky, the time she put in is the third greatest uh, of all time. So uh, about a half second behind Titmus was Ledecky. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of a rivalry going on there. For her. All right, 
We will take a break. We still got another hour together. So get them on back on Sports Byline. 